Dr. Heckle is sponsored by Comma Comedians. Comma Comedians is a comedy collective based in Memphis, Tennessee, that run free comedy shows all across Bluff City. For more information, follow Comma Comedians on Facebook or Instagram. That's at Comma, C-O-M-M-A, Comedians. Proud sponsor of Dr. Heckle. The OAM Network is an independently run podcast and live production company in Memphis, Tennessee. TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Yeah, it just kind of happened. I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Why not? I'm, I'm in, I want to do a year of exploration. That was last year of like yeah. seeing what else I liked and I wanted to do more sketch. So I was like, yeah, improv could be a good way into that because they're all making videos all the time. Yeah. Uh, which I've been able to do more like sketch videos with them and stuff. But now I yeah. don't want to do the improv. I just want to do the writing and like filming sketches. You like, sound like a person explaining how you got into Scientology. Yeah, that pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pyramid scheme. Do you think improv well, when is I started, a cult? I was just like, I was looking, doing? I was looking for, you know, I was just like trying to find myself and I was looking for like a different medium and then i met this person and i felt wow. very validated now i'm trying to yeah. back out but it's like i, I can't get out of it now now i'm like i feel guilty it's not a cult no it's, it's not it's not a cult. cult no you just no. have to pay a lot of money to keep going through the levels there's six yeah. levels <laughs> no improv is a cult it yeah is. no i've told i've told luke to his face i mean this is a fucking cult he's like no it's not and i'm like, yes, like it no is. you've got to say yes yes and you are the leader yes, yes. and Welcome to Dr. Heckle, the science communication podcast saying, son, they shook, cause ain't no such things as hallway crooks, scared to death, scared to look, they shook, cause ain't no things as hallway crooks. On today's episode, the realities of starting a colony on Mars, AI winning at Texas Hold'em, and how cats are killing billions of mammals. Welcome to Dr. Heckle, the science communication podcast that is as good for the scientific community as Mr. Boris Johnson will be for the United Kingdom. With me on the show today with a CNA certificate from Grand Valley Training Center, comedian Valabird, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me, Mark. With a bachelor's in organizational communication from Kent State University, comedian Courtney Warner, welcome to the show. Thank you. And with a bachelor's in digital marketing from Middle Tennessee State University, Comedian Chance Willie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Mark. So you guys, all Nashville comedians, you're in yeah. town for the Comma Comedian Show Drafts and Laughs this mm-hmm. evening. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Nashville scene as it stands right now. What's going on out there? Oh, a lot more. It's growing exponentially. It's Right now we have three comedy clubs mm-hmm. and a lot of local showcases and just a lot of cool stuff happening right now. A lot of young people like starting out. A good incubator city for yeah. comedy. Good De- incubator. Definitely on the precipice of something great's about to happen. Where it just, it just there's a lot of energy and heat kind of within the scene. It seems like a heat. lot of people are getting. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of like. I mean, we've got a couple of awesome people that are doing like late night stuff, and people not only on that large level like Nate Bergazzi and uh, Dusty Slay, but like people are branching out. Not they're building each other up which i really love mm-hmm. um i have not been part of the scene for personal reasons aka money um <laughs> you know like uh, so what i see from just like facebook and instagram i've seen a lot of people create their own things and a lot of new people join like i always know there's a new comic in the scene with when all of a sudden they show up in my 
you may know list and then the number of mutual friends just like i was like i've never met this person before that, that is yeah. they must yeah. be going to open mics they must be writing jokes and uh people like what they're doing so that's really cool to see yeah they've got like a bad profile photo they recently uploaded yeah. Yeah. like the no. back of some shitty bar they're like yeah. i'm an artist I'm now an artist. <laughs> yeah. yeah and they just might be okay <laughs> prepare to have your feed bombarded yeah yep. god you're yep. telling me man yeah the, the facebook posters. comedy stuff is insane it's man. really yeah. it's, it's been yeah it's been popping off i can't i can't stay on there i feel like you have to be present on facebook to be like a successful yeah. comic yeah. and it's like if that's what it takes i don't know if i want it it's that hard, bad. Right? Yeah. <laughs> i've never wanted anything bad enough to like post uh, i wonder consistently if, if facebook you know they they know a lot about our lives they probably know more about comedians than any other group of people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah that and like <laughs> angry ants like I feel like you know, like I feel like the most the people who post the most are ants. Yeah. Like your aunt is always going off, <laughs> commenting, <laughs> posting, you're, commenting on the yeah. post. You know, your uh, your friend from high school who sells essential oils also knows a lot about their business tactics. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, you know. Oh god, that's it. It's essential oils. Yeah, it's and Tupper it was Tupperware for a long time, then Mary Kay, and now it's essential oils. I feel like. Multi-level marketing of essential oils, or yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like, hey, if you buy from me and we can have a little party at your house, right, or my house, and then I can get you in on this, but I get a cut of whatever you sell. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Scientology yeah. earlier. We we're talking about improv, aka Scientology. <laughs> so the, the, they do the same thing. They'll yeah. be like, it's not a, it's not a pyramid scheme. Improv, Mary Kay, Scientology, yeah. it's all the same. It's all the same it's thing. The same person. It is. It does the, all those things. And nobody makes money doing any of it. It's oh Mike Babiglia at the top, and then no one else makes yeah. any nobody. money. Yeah. And nobody's. Uh, Everybody. Yeah. No, it's Thomas Middleditch and Ben Schwartz at the top. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Matt Besser, Amy Poehler. Yeah. I don't know any of those people. Is that like comedy no, bang bang yeah, type people? Know. Amy Poehler. <laughs> Amy what? Poehler. Make I know Amy Poehler. Oh, I know um, Amy Tom, Poehler. Thomas Middleditch. Uh, he's on Silicon Valley. Ben Schwartz on Parks and Rec. They're both oh, oh, improv yeah, yeah, yeah. improv dudes. Ben Schwartz is a uh, John Ralphio. John Ralphio. What a great character. <laughs> he's huh? also the other love of my life. Yeah, so gonna go. That's who that guy yeah. looks like. That you have. Yeah, we get, we have. Bor I like I like guys that look like Borat apparently, and that abuse me. Oh, all okay. right. <laughs> Say that on the podcast. Say it on the podcast. You already said it. Well, anyway. So the, uh, the way I'm going to link you into science in the first section here is, uh, I don't know if you know that successful comedians are meant to have very high IQs, uh, typically <laughs> above one, uh, 130, but it's not, it's not that I'll focus on. It's artificial intelligence. So in the, okay. new, in the news this week, an uh, AI-trained computer managed to beat professional players in a multiplayer game of Texas Hold'em Poker for the first time. Okay. So they played 10,000 hands, and the computer called Pluribus won uh, a virtual $48,000, beating all five elite players who were selected from uh, a professional group to take, take it on. And this, every time there's like an artificial intelligence, and why is it always just like... We're gonna teach it how to play a game yeah. that you know that like all people play. You right. know, it's gonna. They're afraid of it. I yeah. feel like there's there's a certain level of respect you have to have for something that you don't understand. Like like you understand it, but then you know that there's possibilities that they could things could go awry. I feel like everybody who is part of that community understands mm -hmm. that, right? Yeah. Well, you all heard about well, that. Uh, what was it? That I think I don't remember what her name is, but she looks like Jennifer Lawrence, and it's a uh, the 
first AI robot to have a citizenship in is Israel, I think. The one with no hair? Yeah. She where, like Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence has hair. Uh, no, I mean like fa- fa- facial. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence is also a human. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they, they yeah, that too. And so they, that's they, what they tell us. Yeah. Not so right? they say. Yeah. They're the same person. Yeah. 22 year olds can't win Oscar. She what? must not be a person. Wait, no. So she, she was, there's a, there's a robot with a social security card. Is that what you just yes. said? Like who has, who has actual like citizenship in a country. And, uh, then like, and like, they were like, Oh, she's learning more and more every day. And this is terrifying. See, yeah. That is not terrifying to me that, that, that there is one because that's a PR stunt. It would be terrifying to me if it was the 50th. Well, yeah. Then the 99th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they yeah. walk among us. Yeah. So yeah. 20,000 robot to get citizenship. <laughs> citizenship then you've yeah. got to start freaking that's, out. Yeah. yeah. That all starts with one. That's well. That's the thing. Patient zero. You know. Yeah. You just get, you don't teach it how to build another robot. Yeah. That's don't. what it can't do. Don't give it yeah. the ability to learn how to build a robot. I've heard, but it that. will. Like oh my god. That's what happens. That's what happens. Yeah. The rise of the machines. Yeah. You seen the Matrix? She's Mark? sad. Yeah. Sophia's like sad. Oh, that's who it is, Sophia. Mothers. I think that's who Sophia's I'm thinking of. Her name. I know her. Yeah. I know. You know her well. First name basis. Who is Sophia? Sophia is the one that that has citizenship. Oh. That's a, okay. Her name is Sophia. Yeah. I love she that. She got no hair. She got citizen. Okay. I mean, she ha- she's yeah. I, anyway, yeah. She looks she looks great. No hair though. <laughs> it's just wires and stuff. But they could have covered it up with like with just wig. throw a wig on. Yeah, it. like that'd be so I funny. Mean, that would be weirder to me. If <laughs> throw a wig. <laughs> on. But the wires like showing on her. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's how she. They should put it. her on RuPaul's Drag Race. You better work. Work, Sophie. Work. <laughs> <laughs> Tear it down, sis. <laughs> Tear it down. <laughs> <laughs> Rebuild it. Oh, no. So, so to answer your question, actually, from uh, a couple of minutes ago, uh, the reason they choose games is because they're. It's basically a you know you've got a finite set of rules that your parameters that you're working in between, so that it has to solve. Right. So whilst it's a complicated game, it's still working within like defined parameters. Uh, and so what the uh, what this will potentially have applications for, whether that's fortunate or unfortunate, now that they've generated a artificial intelligence model that can beat you know multiple players where it doesn't have all the information. So for like chess, you mm. can see all the information on the board. For other games, you can see all the information on the board. With Texas Hold'em, you don't know. Right, mm-hmm. you have to use like you intuition. Only, you only have yeah. partial information, and that's why this is an AI breakthrough. That is um, insane. That is terrifying. yeah. That is like yeah, absolutely. Well, not terrifying. It's, I always have the inclination. I have that thing where I'm like, <laughs> it means they'll destroy well, us. Okay. Well, I can tell Probably. you. I can tell you the uses, the potential uses of this technology, and then you can decide whether it's terrifying. Uh, investment banking, okay. <laughs> negotiation strategies, uh, war games, and uh, what was those last one? War, war, <laughs> war games, war games, and uh, how, mu- how much political candidates maybe could spend in advertising in various media in different states. Huh. Yeah, uh, and so, so this is from the Guardian article that this uh, yeah. that uh, was reporting on this topic. On brand, and uh, <laughs> the the guy that uh, or the team that developed it, their lab is actually using it um, to develop an algorithm to maybe try and uh, work out treatment plans for. Uh, getting precise populations of immune cells to fight specific diseases. 
Okay, that so, one sounds good. That one, that one sounds pretty yeah. good. Yeah, wo- dude, if a robot cures AIDS, we are gonna look like a bunch of clowns. <laughs> yeah, Super we, clowns. Could, we built something Super that could clowns. cure AIDS, That's but we couldn't do, do it. it. Cure the shit. I'm so I want to be on record as saying I'm pro curing AIDS. I don't know how you guys feel, <laughs> but I'm pro curing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pro cure. <laughs> I, I fuck with the, the cure. Out there, it's out there. I'm a believer the cure is out there. You know, what my favorite band it. is <laughs> what the cure. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Have an idea for a podcast or a live talk show? Call 901-800-7608 or email info at theoamnetwork.com today and pitch your show. Dr. Heckle is sponsored by Comma Comedians. Comma Comedians is a comedy collective based in Memphis, Tennessee, that run free comedy shows all across Bluff City. Some upcoming shows for the Comma Comedians, we have Drafts and Laughs at Memphis Made Brewing. That's going on on Saturday, August 10th at 7.30pm. Their secret show at Local Downtown on Wednesday, August 14th. On Friday, August 16th, there is Comedy at the Ale House. That's in Olive Branch, Mississippi, at the Mississippi Ale House. Dark Match Comedy at Meddlesome Brewing. That is on August 29th, a Thursday night. And the Friday night, August 30th, there is comedy at Crosstown Brewing at the Crosstown Brewery here in Midtown. For more information, follow Comma Comedians on Facebook or Instagram. That's at Comma, C-O-M-M-A, Comedians. Proud sponsor of Dr. Heckle. I'm Josh Spickler. I'm the host of The Permanent Record here on the OAM Network. We're a podcast about the criminal justice system and how we can all work together to make it better for everyone. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and right here on the OAMnetwork.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Heckle podcast. We move on to our news item of the week. Today's article comes from the liberal UK bastion, The Guardian, and the title of the article is... Mars colonization possible through sperm bank in space, study suggests. Mm. Scientists find frozen sperm exposed to zero G could go where no man has gone before. (laughs) What do you think of that from the title alone? I like just the phrase, uh, scientists find frozen sperm. Yeah. (laughs) Like as if they had misplaced it somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. We've been looking for that. Yeah. Yeah. Good thing we found that. that. I mean, that's right. You die on the way to Mars, right? Isn't that or No. What's the timeline? How long does it take to get to Mars? Uh, it would take about eight, nine months. Oh. 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 Why did I think it would be so long? It's like a time to have a what baby. Well, it, it, depends on, it depends on the window that you use. So every two or, two or three years, it will take you eight, nine months. Because if of you, yeah. yeah. If you did it at the worst time, it might take you a couple of years. To oh, oh wow. dude. Oh, that's But yeah, you, if you went to Mars, you would die on Mars, right? You're never coming back. Yeah, but what are they trying to impregnate in yeah. Mars? So- <laughs> All female astronaut crews could <laughs> reproduce in space without the help of accompanying men is the idea behind it. So that so uh, it's uh, previously yes. been studied, that, yes, <laughs> studied that they want oh, they want crews to yeah. have uh, to be all of the same gender. Really? Why? Uh, they they claim <laughs> oh, that it is more social. There's more social cohesion. Really? And mm-hmm. ac- and actually, they're uh, men and women do be different. They do. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. All male uh, roommates, and I liked it better than when I had all female roommates. That's just my personal, you know. Well, you have the same, like, goals and 
I don't know. Whatever. I just I'm, I'm a dickhole, I guess. And so yeah, I get it wrong. I don't think everyone agrees. Yeah. Also yeah. on the uh, on whether it should be okay. Uh, All right. I think it, this is a topic in flux. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, the, but, the so, crews that are doing the whole year, you know, they go off onto an island. They're in like a you know hmm. uh, dome or whatever. Uh, they are all, they are usually mixed gender that they that they're doing this like year long. Mm-hmm. How, how do the how does the group? So they're saying based off uh, previous experiences, that's why we're doing talks about. Sorry. They're talking about. They're saying that like brace like based off previous flight crews. Oh, like, yeah. like what are they basing off? So, of they think that they should be all one sex. So th- this is just a uh, so so this is some people's opinion that from studies that have looked at you know uh, the group training that astronauts do okay. that uh, an all female crew would be the ideal to send right. out there and oh. that you uh, you would use uh, if you were going to reproduce in space and set up a colony you would use uh, frozen sperm and that would be possible because this study what this study was looking at in particular in particular was the fact that the sperm was able to uh, maintain its you know uh, Virility, <laughs> sperm, Do they thaw it before? Uh, after you would thaw it out first. <laughs> but this is after well, you'd have to make after, it to Mars after it's been alive first, yeah. right? After it's been exposed to zero g, the uh, quality of the sperm didn't decrease. Oh, uh, right. so that was that was quality. It's <laughs> a guy like. No, this <laughs> no, this is still good sperm. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> sperm sommelier tastes just like I swallowed it the other night. Oh, it's, <laughs> that's actually nice and salty, a little slimy. Listen, Got this it. Is still yeah. This is getting <laughs> chocolatey nose. Yeah, nodes of chocolate. Chocolate. Is it nodes? Air it out. It? You know, nodes. <laughs> little nodes. I love a sperm sommelier. He's like, yeah, he's a. <laughs> Oh, that's disgusting. It's not even. No, that's brilliant. You kidding me? <laughs> he just switches around his yeah. mouth. He switches it back out. And like a brass bu- like yeah. pot. That's what, yeah. Ugh. No, that's, so good. that's crazy. I, 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 so if you go to Mars, then you have to be down with kind of getting knocked up with... Right? You have to survive. No one has gone to Mars yet. Has they? Have they? No. No. no that's the whole thing. It's like you... I love that I you didn't I, I know. <laughs> I knew. I just that's why I was so mad about it. Hey, wait. I don't remember now, yeah. but I was mad about it. But that, yeah, that's if, so. We're talking colony on Mars. Yeah. To escape the dying planet is that the? Well, I mean, there are many reasons to to make one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's got to be number one. It right? is yeah. in the NASA aims in the 2030s to uh, at least travel to Mars. Right. And okay. Elon Musk, of course, is the guy that's been constantly saying he wants to. In the late 2020s, set up a colony on yeah. Mars hmm. with his SpaceX company. Do you think that Elon Musk is an intelligent person? <laughs> S- sincerely, like, do you? I, I get the oh like, yeah, yeah. I get a dumb vibe from that guy. Yeah, well, how kind of a, do you get a dumb vibe? Like, because from... he doesn't. It's not like he's building the shit. He's just no. an idea guy. I yeah. feel like he's like a guy with the well, headset who's like, "We're doing it," and then yeah. like the intelligent people then do. No, you well, I mean that's no, Silicon Valley though. For you, you have like your idealist people, like you know, what is it, Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos and all that? Like they're not. They're just good at perhaps good at if manipulating. He gives, if he can that's give people the, the yeah. he did create PayPal beforehand. Like he coded and created. I think that was his first venture. Really? So okay. When, when he wouldn't have had necessarily had the. 
resources. There's, right. There's, really? there's a, there's a okay. picture of him with less hair than he has now. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, in so front he, of a computer. Yeah, less hair, so, less money. He went the Steve Carell he's season one of, of The Office. He's in, in front of a computer. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, he must have been doing it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like sending an email to like the guy he's coding. Watching some porn. No, he did it. He did it. <laughs> I don't know if Elon Musk watches porn. I think he's an asexual. Well, no, isn't he so? dating? He's dating, dating like some mo- some model. He's dating. A, he's, he's dating a child. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The young one. I always call anyone who's like 18 or 21 oh, to 22. Yeah. I call them okay. a child. Yeah, please, yeah. Please, yeah. Not, yeah. please. Okay. Not I'm sorry. Elon no. Musk dating <laughs> a child. I'm sorry. You heard it here first. What's the name of the podcast? You heard it on. He's coming out. You heard it on Doctor Heckle. Mister Jide. No, 20, I I call people that are twenty one and younger a child. Yeah, yeah, he's dating a uh, Grimes, right? Grimes, he yeah. was, he was, he was. Yeah. Oh well, maybe the asexuality got to him. I think uh, uh, perhaps they're both asexual. You think Grimes is? Yeah, she's got an asexual vibe. Hmm. Well, no, her she, I, I could see her being like. No, she might be like a robot. She might be like a Sophie's Choice or Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, Sophie Sophie Turner's Choice, like an entertainment robot, just here to like. Sophie is a person. Not she's not here for your entertainment. Yeah, is she? I guess thoughts and feelings. Yeah, she's got thoughts and feelings. So, but she can't feel love. Well, send Sophie to Mars first. Sophia, yeah. yeah, Send the robot first. Why are we sending people? (laughs) And then we're gonna knock them up when they get there. That is so disrespectful. This is so what so patriarchal. Chance, do you not know they have sent robots? Yeah, no, but I mean, oh yeah, that one that sings Happy Birthday to itself every year. That's the saddest shit. Yeah, it's really sad. Don't they ever? I swear they have a rover that. That sings happy birthday to himself every and it year. played hey ya or something on yes that. Yeah. Uh, yes oh that's, what, that's, that's some not... dumb elon musk shit yeah, oh my. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. now if Why? i can get back Bizarre if i can get elon back musk. onto the issue of sperm on mars oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the important yeah, the issue yeah. at hand are on hand so unfortunately <laughs> i'm gonna have to burst that bubble uh, a little bit for you so uh this research the samples were actually taken in a plane that went into repeated freefall to create the zero gravity for mm. eight seconds at a time these have not been sent up to the space station or anything like that mm. uh so they they've not really been uh, exposed to zero gravity for uh, for long uh, continual periods of time as it would take to you know transport something to right to mark to mars um it was also not a published paper this is something that's been presented at a conference but it's not actually entered the scientific literature as of yet and uh, there is a bit of a bigger issue uh, which is we don't know if a woman could carry a pregnancy to term on Mars oh, at yeah. all. If you think about the gravity is different, uh, what effect could that possibly have mm-hmm. on oh. the developing fetus? Well, it means you wouldn't have to pull out on Mars, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, You're talking about the baster? Pull the baster out? Yeah, the turkey baster is pull it out. <laughs> that is crazy. So uh, it might just be like our last hope for... Uh, making it off this dying planet wouldn't even work. We get there, we're like, oh shit, right? Yeah, we, that's you know, it. We, right. we do not know at this point. Uh, and the and the other thing is uh, cosmic radiation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's two to four hundred times greater on uh, Mars than it is on Earth, and that is something that we really, really? don't have that great a solution to Ooh. at this point. Uh, you know, you you could you could create giant bunkers or whatever to maybe limit the the effects but we are protected uh, mostly by the earth's atmosphere but because there's such less such a, a lower atmosphere on mars uh, yeah. you would be exposed to a lot more radiation uh, cancer rates would obviously then be a lot uh, greater it's not even you know we have no idea how uh, how much damage that would do to the sis- uh, to the system 
Oh yeah, the first people who go are gonna get yeah fucked yeah up. they're done like, yeah, yeah they're gonna this is gonna be a bad life but you're the first people to do it right and if, it. if someone was born on Mars they would then be from birth exposed to much higher levels of cosmic radiation unless yeah. we develop a, a means uh, to reliably solve that problem whether it's all of uh, Mars colonization will be in underground you know, right structures yeah I mean you would have to right. What if, but you're not, you would have to be in enclosed environments anyway, even if you were on the surface, right? Yeah, yeah, but, but cosmic, it can still penetrate. Cosmic radi- radiation has a very uh, good, uh, very great de- uh, capacity to penetrate. Penetrate. Yeah. Shit. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what you can see. You can get a sunburn even if there's clouds. Even if there's clouds. Oh, yeah. There even are no clouds, clouds, right? There's no atmosphere. There's nothing. There's nothing. Just sand. So it's just straight <laughs> radiation. Just, just cancer it. and rocks. Yeah. What is the atmosphere so, so yeah, on the, Mars? The UV, the UV radiation. I'm not sure sure if it would be worse because the amount of light from the sun. Yeah. Would be, but it would. But there would be less be of an no atmosphere, protection. so there would be no protection. Yeah. There would be no protection from the sun. Is there any atmosphere? Like, is there any gas? Like, like atmosphere? No, there there like is no oxygen. There, there will be some. I feel like the, the Mars used to have an atmosphere. Yeah. And. N- it either no longer has an atmosphere or it mm. has a very, very thin atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. And that would be so something crazy. you would want to try and create if you were making Which a is terraforming, animals. right? Yeah. The terraform a futuristic thing. Oh my God. How do you even start with that? Like plant a tree <laughs> on Mars? <laughs> like, what are you going to fucking do? Yeah. But the point is that uh, unlike the, uh, the headline suggests, uh, we, are, we are no way. Uh, to being able to say that a sperm bank on Mars would make Mars colonization possible. There's so many issues that need to be solved before Mars colonization is possible. And for that reason, uh, today we have to dub The Guardian fake news. Fake news. news. Sorry to hear it. You heard it here. Canceling my subscription right now. Fake news. Have a service, project, or product you need to get the word out on? Call 901-800-7608 or email info at theoamnetwork.com and ask about our podcast sponsorship packages. Welcome back for our final section where we take a journal article from the scientific literature, explain it to our guests, see how much they can take in and explain back to us. Today's article comes from the journal Biological Conservation. The first Mm. author is Brett Murphy. The anchor author is John Wojnarski, and this is from the Research Institute from Environment for the Environment and Livelihoods at Charles Darwin University in Australia. The title of the article is Introduced Cats, Felis Catus, Eating a Continental Fauna, The Number of Mammals Killed in Australia. From the title alone, what do you what do you guys think? Introduce Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, right. uh, next. I feel like a <laughs> kangaroo has been killed, and if I find out that's what happens in this article, I'm going to be pissed off. I'm going to be <laughs> fucking irate. If this article is about a fucking kangaroo that somebody killed, I'm going to be very mad. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I no, you said shit. cat, so I'm assuming some giant ass cat in, in Australia was eating something, and then they're trying to figure out, like, why does this? Yeah, I don't actually. Cat eats man. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but Lion no. King. It's they're reenacting the Lion King. Val, Val, what do you what do you think? Um, I don't fully understand. Did you leave out some of the words? <laughs> like, did you leave out some can, of the words? I can. I'm going to repeat okay, it again please. for you. Thank so, you. introduced cats, and then in brackets, felis catus, 
eating a continental fauna, the number of mammals killed in Australia. Eating a continental foreigner, <laughs> the number of mammals killed. I'm going to help you out here. Fauna spelled F A U N A, not F O R. Oh, fauna. Okay. Continental fauna. Not four. So they introduced cats and they jacked up the entire ecosystem. Yeah, no, right. That's what I thought too. Continental foreigner. So, okay. I was like, how are you a continental foreigner? Like, continental continental breakfast is a free I've never done a continent before. I'm a continental foreigner. Okay. Continental fauna. Flora and fauna. Okay. All right. So, I'm, <laughs> are they just letting lions loose? I'm, I'm very confused so, by why. So, uh, this, is, uh, this is a study about regular cats. Just Reg- regular just house regular cats. cats. Regular cats or feral cats. So, uh, mammals are actually the dominant part of the diet for free-roaming, you know, feral cats. No, in, in, in most environments, including Australia. Hmm. Bloodthirsty. So, I love uh, cats. Cats were first introduced, so they're, they're not natural to Australia. They were introduced in 1788 in the early colonial period. So the Brits... You know, t- a little girl brought that cat. Just like, so she wasn't supposed to bring the cat, she brought it. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's really how it happened. I love that. So since 1788, there's been a significant decline in the number of mammals in Australia. 10% of the 273 natural species of Australian mammal are extinct. There are 21% that are under threat. And uh, cats are known to uh, prey on mammals. And uh, I think cats know best. Con- I think Australia to has too many mammals decline. anyway. So. Yeah, they have a lot of weird ones. Yeah. So this study is about reviewing the extent to which cats are co- uh, contributing to the death of mammals in Australia. Hmm. Mm. So. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> That is so. It's is a house cat gonna throw off the entire oh, like this, Australian so, ecosystem. So this this looks at all kinds of cats, feral cats, yeah, cats in uh, uh, non natural areas. So cat, feral cats in cities, mm-hmm. yeah, versus okay. feral cats mm-hmm. on the natural land versus house cats and mammals. Okay. You're counting like rodents and all of that too, like anything yes. like that. Okay, so uh, gotcha. They classify them in in two ways: native uh, native mammals. So this will be. Uh, Examples of this are a ring-tailed possum or okay. eastern-tailed bandicoot Ooh. and uh, s- certain spe- uh, species of mouse. Uh, introduced mammals include the European rabbit, uh, house mouse, black rat, you know, rats mm-hmm. that would have come across on ships perhaps. Yep. Yep. And so the way they started this was they did a meta-analysis, which is basically they take studies that have already been done in natural landscapes. So they looked at 107 of these studies and were looking at the frequency of mammals in the cat diet samples. So, so from stomach samples and from scat, so right, cat poop. Right, fecal <laughs> scat. All right, I'm listening. <laughs> uh, they found that in, in the stomachs, 68% of the, uh, of the samples were uh, from mammals and 70% from the poop. So it was around 70% of their diet is uh, mammals. Oh, snap. And the frequency of native mammals uh, was around about is around about half and half overall. Uh, so thirty five percent in the stomachs were native versus uh, you know around about the same amount for these introduced ma- mammals. So it's half of them are these species that are native to Australia, half of the introduced other okay. species, the invasive. So they species. don't discriminate; they eat anything. 
basically. Eating eating anything. Eating anything. The frequency of uh, the native uh, frequency of native mammals being eaten was higher in uh, warm temperatures. So as the temperature increased, the proportion of native mammals that were eaten was greater and also uh, to somewhat... So you think that they like native mammals more, but then they have to revert to non-native mammals when it's bad weather? It depend- I, I guess it would depend on uh, perhaps what species are more suited to those temperatures. So uh, typically there's a lot more um, native species in uh, northern Australia, uh, which is closer to the equator, therefore warmer. Uh, Also, this is uh, to some degree correlated with the amount of rainfall as well. So Mm. uh, wet, warm conditions, cats are eating more native mammals, dry, arid, uh, dry, warm conditions, dry, cold conditions, sorry, more introduced species are being eaten. Hmm. Mm. So uh, basically they they worked out uh, based on the natural geographic area of Australia and what the, the conditions were like in, uh, in these places and calculated the number of mammals killed by feral cats in Australia uh, every year. Hmm. And uh, that was 815 million mammals uh, of Approximately 460 million of those would have been native uh, mammals. Hmm. So each each feral cat is killing an average of 393 mammals a year. <laughs> yes, 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 queen. <laughs> Tear it down. Yeah. And, Tear it down. And around 200, nice 221 of those would be native species. Uh, and native rodents are what makes up most of those, that diet. Uh, yeah, this is some bull. You know, I think you know who wrote this article? A cat, a snake yeah. wrote this shit. <laughs> it's like, but what about me? Uh, no, they're no, like, no, no, we're not killing them. Right, no. that's like the eat more chicken sign that the cows yeah. hold up. Yeah, Chick Fil A. This is fucking snakes. big, big reptile. Big. Who, <laughs> follow the money. Who, yeah. who sponsored this research? <laughs> fucking big the, reptile. The, the lizard people. Oh my god. Big reptile. Oh shit! You think it's like a Clinton Foundation? Thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's like a Pizza Gate. It's all wrapped. <laughs> yeah, follow the follow the money. That's yeah, all I'm saying. You saw that, that right eating pizza, right? Yeah. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> I saw it. Well, I, well, it just sounds to me like survival of the fittest. You know, it's like yeah, the food chain. We're just gonna go down the line of like the strongest or the weakest, and that. So how? But you, you're you're doing a Hunger Games situation where you're bringing in something that wasn't there originally, and mm-hmm. now right. it's like like yeah. kudzu. So yeah. are you gonna take all the cats away? Like how do yeah, you? Yeah, how do you regulate that? Yeah, uh, it w- it would be very difficult. Um, but mm. perhaps more control of feral Wait, cats. Wait, before you say this, are you a cat or a dog person? <laughs> I actually, uh, I have a cat. Okay, yeah. all right. So, okay. what if it's like the solution possibly? She does not kill any mammals. She doesn't kill she any mammals? Inside? Zero. inside? That's all she cares about is inside or is she trying all, to get out? All she cares about is inside. Oh. Really? Uh, she doesn't like to go outside? that loves she'll, murder. She'll go out onto our porch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just hang out there. Just hang out oh, there. Won't no. even try to dart away. Man. We got a screen in port. She ain't getting it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's accepted her fate, is what's happening. She has Stockholm. Stockholm. Yeah. She's Belle. <laughs> so, so native rodents make up around fifty-eight percent of the total diet, and rabbits and hares are the next most abundant, uh, mm-hmm. with about twenty-five percent of the diet. 
But uh, so then the next step was they looked at eight studies on unowned cats in modified landscapes. So this is, you know, uh, populated areas and mammals only make up 43% of the diet there versus 70% in these feral wild environments. And so from that extrapolation, they, uh, they calculated, you know, the number of unowned cats and how many they were killing per year. And that's an additional 149 million mammals being killed uh, by the cats in the modified landscapes. Oh, wow. And they then applied that to pet cats as well, looking at studies that uh, figured out how many uh, mammals on average are brought home by owned pet cats. And then other, uh, correlating this with studies saying that cats on average bring home about 18% of their kills. So they worked out that each pet cat that was allowed outside uh, would kill 46 mammals a year. And then there are 3.88 million owned cats in Australia. That total tally is another 180 million mammals per year. Wow. Of which the vast majority there would actually be introduced rodents. So around 98% uh, of the mammal kills by the owned cats would be uh, an introduced species versus a native species. Hmm. What is the, do they pose a solution? Uh, so this we could constrict them. This is just, no, this is, this is, this is <laughs> sounds like something a snake would say. <laughs> <laughs> we could wrap very our good. bodies around them. Oh, very good. They lay out all the numbers and they do say that uh, perhaps the best, the best way to uh, save the native populations will be a greater level of control on the feral mm population you don't mm. really need to do anything with the native cats yeah. uh, with the owned cats uh, because yeah. they're killing the introduced species and probably having some good population control effect on that mm. uh, so the total amount of mammals that cats in australia are taking out per year is 1.2 billion mm. when you add up those those numbers of which 509 million are native mammals so that exceeds the rate at which most of these mammals can sustain viable populations so you're getting more and more decrease in the uh, numbers of these different mammals. Uh, and well, and the, the death from cats is greater, is far greater than the loss from land clearance. Mm-hmm. Wow. And loss of habitat for those rodents. Man, who wrote this that was like, I feel like we should, we need more rats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we want the bubonic plague it's to come like, back. Uh, yeah, can we get a thank you to the cat population? Yeah, right? Exactly. We, we should yeah, be a we, thank you letter. Well, to all cats. I wish we had more rats running around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, man, I walk down the street and I'm thinking, you know, it's cool. I love my neighborhood. It's nice and clean, but I wish there were yeah. no. more rodents. All of all of the rats in the modified environments, in the uh, city environments, they're going to be introduced rats. They're not going to be your, uh, your uh, cute, cute little rodent, so they're gonna uh, be, native rodents. So it's building this super rat. The building the splinter, super, pretty much. New York rat is what you're saying. A New yeah. York rat. Like a big, yeah. oh. like, the pizza rat. Yeah, yeah you don't. The New York rats. Yeah. That'd be a great name for like a minor league baseball team. New York. <laughs> the New York rats. New York rats. <laughs> <laughs> so there, are, uh, there are more cats in the U.S. than there are in uh, Australia, and American cats are estimated to kill between seven and twenty billion mammals Fuck. every year. Yeah. I can so, believe it. Cats right. undefeated. Cats one, snakes none. Yeah. So, <laughs> goose egg. So if we were rodents 
if we were rodents and that all the cats in America were able to, uh, the size that would be able to kill humans, uh, the whole population of the world wiped out in one year. Wow. <sighs> but, it's, but it's rats. We don't care. I don't <laughs> right. well, also is it, what is the connotation that like people are rats? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that what so. Full circle Humanity moment. Humanity is all rats running around. <laughs> the fucking rats. I mean, I can believe it. Like I had a cat growing up and she killed everything. But yeah. like, yeah, but it was again, like a kind of a, a rodent control, like, you know, cause we live, you know, living out in the country and stuff, we had a ton of rodents and stuff and all that. Yeah. So, I mean, she, well, we, we saw what she was doing as a good thing, you know? Yeah. A lot of people do actually, but you know, isn't, isn't that a problem like around like a uh, factory farming? Like they can't control the rodent population. Yeah. And it's grocery like, stores and stuff. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like the same thing. It's like the population has grown so exponentially of rats because of the like amount of food mm-hmm. scraps uh, and waste. Around that, like they can't control the rat population or something like so, that. So the, bringing the cats here, yeah, their cats are rats. That's yeah. what I want to say. <laughs> That's the slogan for the yeah, uh, baseball man. team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these cats, <laughs> these cats are, are rats. rats. Are rats. <laughs> New York rats, mine only baseball team. Man, the New York rats. <laughs> God, they are. They're coming up there. They beat the national sounds. It's just like trash on the field yeah. and shit. <laughs> This is like, <laughs> not looking forward to that yeah. game against uh, the New yeah. Jersey Cats. The New <laughs> Jersey, Jersey Cats. Cat, man, you get like a slice of pizza at the New York Rats game, just got like a thumbprint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they use popcorn balls instead of actual baseballs. Like, unlike it, unlike an iPhone with the thumbprint on your <laughs> piece of pizza. <laughs> like get into the guy's computer. So, New York Rats. That's what you get when you come to a Rats game, baby. <laughs> Eat the pizza with a thumbprint. <laughs> <laughs> so the time, the time has come for you guys to try and explain the study uh, back to me. What, 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 okay. did you, what did you guys take in from uh, that that journal article? What I took in is that <clears throat> the cats are eating the rats, uh, which means that uh, the uh, the animals that feed on rats are going to be greatly affected. And I'm just thinking of animals that would like also <laughs> eat rats. <laughs> And I'm thinking of the population that stands to lose the most. Yeah. <laughs> the little belly, belly crawlers, as we call them. Is uh, snakes. snakes. So, uh, I'm not entirely convinced this is a true article. I'm going to need to see more uh, more resources. I'm going to need to see yeah. who the funded, this, funded this research. Because, yeah. Link to the article will be in the show notes. Yeah, well, I'll be following <laughs> up. I, I <laughs> Yeah. Call in There's a mammal show. with a steak. <laughs> yeah. Anything to, <laughs> anything to add, Bella? Um uh, I'm I'm gonna deny the snake angle. I'm gonna deny the snake <laughs> anti snaker. The, the snake gate. Yeah. Um the snake, snake truther. Well, um what I took from that is that <laughs> somebody has lots of time to do science stuff and that's the result of it that there. Uh, the most tuned in you were in the article was like, oh, cats? Yeah, I have a cat. <laughs> I have a cat. Yeah, she likes to go outside. Yeah. What? <laughs> very scientific. That was my explanation. That's uh, all I got. And before we move on, yeah. Courtney, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, I don't, it sounds like kind of, I get why people might be concerned if they ha- like rabbits or whatever, but um, t- taking it, I don't, I actually don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not that smart. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, but like just the weight of it hasn't. Yeah, yeah I don't, cats. 
Yeah, well, yeah, cats kill smaller rodents and ma- other mammals. Like, that's just how it, it is. Yeah. I don't see why that's a... Because, like, well, and then you were saying, like, oh, at the amount of people that... If we were to kill that many people in a year, we'd kill the whole population. But we give birth generally to one person at a time, whereas no, rats... And they have, like, what, multiple? So it's like, yeah, you kill one, but they have, like, yeah. nine other kids still, so they're fine. Yeah. It's hard to... It's hard enough to care about Australia. Yeah. One. <laughs> the second hardest thing to care about is the rats. I feel like if Steve, if Steve Irwin were alive today, he would probably yeah. not like this article very much. Oh, yeah. Oh, he'd be doing such a good expose on this shit. He would. He'd be like... God, blood. We lost a fucking hero. We did. R.I.P. Goddamn stingrays. R.I.P. And, uh, and that brings us on to, uh, to the final aspect of the show where you guys get to present a fact of any kind. Right. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, okay. Chance, first of all, do you have a fact for me today? Uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, island that uh, Jeffrey Epstein owns has a, a temple on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my fact. That's a terrifying fact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, and it's where they film Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> Courtney, do you have a fact for me today? Yeah. Uh, in South America, there is a slug you can slice in half and it will grow the opposite genitals and it will mate with itself. Whoa. Whoa. I saw that on National Geographic when I was about eight years old and it fucking terrified me. And it's like, I can still picture what the slug looks like in my mind. It's like red, yellow, and black. And it was on a leaf and they just showed someone slicing it down the middle yeah. and then a time lapse of it, then just smacking it together and mating with itself. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, we, Bala, do you have a terrifying fact? We're going to rank them one, two, three. I think the, the temple's, <laughs> temple's still more terrifying. Temple's number one, for sure. Um, the average cost of a one-bedroom home in uh, Nashville <laughs> is a cool fourteen hundred dollars. I'd like to say, wow, a yeah. month, a month. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say eleven because I'm making it up a little bit. What if she went? I have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> You're the king of comebacks, okay? I don't remember what I said 10 minutes ago. So the, so the rent is too damn high. It's too damn high. Yeah. <laughs> Get off my lawn. All right, guys. Thank you so much for thank coming you, on the yeah, show. Thank you. This is awesome. This is awesome. Before uh, I let you go, of course, you do get a chance to plug anything you've got going on. So, Valor, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what do you want to plug today? Um, I just want to plug my social media. Uh, I don't do anything, but... Uh, be a cr- oh here's what i'll plug dick's last resort nashville <laughs> come and see a sassy bartender server be Tip. mean to you and your family and give me lots of money to Tip. do it dick's last resort nashville dick's last Vol- resort nashville. at volibird underscore 13 something like that instagram like and, and courtney yes i will share my instagram handle with you now and please you can be offended if you want <laughs> oh. as long as it isn't like Referencing me directly, I no, it's not. <laughs> just just your entire entire country. Uh, anyway, it's I made it when I, for reference. I made this like when Instagram came out. It's, you love it. I I haven't changed it. It's secretly British thirteen is my Instagram oh. handle. <laughs> oh. Well, everyone go follow secretly British thirteen. I'm so sorry, Volibird. And Volibird thirteen. And also, I have um. Well, I have I have shows in Nashville, but nobody cares about them, so that's fine. <laughs> I do a lot of stuff. I travel a lot. No one gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and Chance, anything you want to plug today? Uh, uh, follow me at Chance Willie. Chance like the rapper Willie, like Nelson on Instagram and Twitter. Nice. nice. And of course, we Special. are 
on all social media at Dr. Hecklepod. That's it for today. Thank you guys yeah, so much for coming you. on the show. Thank you. Lots of fun. Yeah. And that awesome. uh, that's it for today. So good, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Yeah. Dr. Heckle is an OAM Network production, available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and theoamnetwork.com. Recorded at the Crosstown Concourse in Memphis, Tennessee. Your host was Mark Brimble. Guests were Vala Bird, Chance Willie, and Courtney Warner. The show was produced by Mark Brimble and Go Work. Music by Kip Yulhorn. Special thanks to Lauren Brimble and the Comic Comedians. Find us on our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Or if you have any questions, comments, or like to get in touch about appearing on the show, or topics you'd like us to cover, email us at drhecklepod at gmail.com. The OAM Network is an independently run podcast and live production company in Memphis, Tennessee. TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast.